You're listening to the Every Student, Every Day podcast with me, Jim Franchini, superintendent of the Averill Park Central School District. So hello and welcome to this episode of the Every Student, Every Day podcast. Uh, We have a bunch of seniors who have been recognized for some really exceptional things recently. So we thought we'd bring them uh, all together to have them on the podcast and talk about some of the things that they've been able to accomplish uh, during these last few weeks, uh, and in some cases are really the product of years of hard work and dedication. So excited to have them on. Uh, we thought we'd start off by having you introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, including your recent success that has led you to getting this very special invite to the Every Student Every Day podcast. Thomas, why don't we start with you? Uh, well, hi, everyone. I'm very excited to catch the invite to the podcast. Um I am a senior and I am here because I won uh, Mr. AP, the uh, tradition that has been longstanding since about 2004. So I'm glad to be a, a name in that long list of winners. Well, congratulations and thanks for joining us. Uh, Sydney. Hello, I'm Sid. Um, I'm glad to be here today. Um, I'm here because I am ranked third in the class, so I'm involved in the academic part of things here, as well as some extracurriculars. Great. Thank you, and thanks for joining us, and that is a wonderful achievement. And sitting next to you is Alexandra. Hi, I'm Alex. Um, I use she, her pronouns, and I'm here because I'm um Frank Valedictorian of our class, uh, co-valedictorian, um, Frankie Maroney, who couldn't be here today, um, is also um, tied with us, um, tied with me for valedictorian. Um, so I'm a senior and I'm excited to talk about some of the academic opportunities at Ava Park today. Great, thank you and congratulations on that honor. And Nate. Hello, I'm Nate. I'm also very excited to be here. Uh, I was recently awarded a $180,000 NROTC scholarship to attend RPI, which is my recent success and why I'm on this podcast today. And quite an accomplishment. Congratulations. And we don't want to leave out Mr. Keeley, who we invited on. He doesn't have any recent successes to share with us, but we thought he'd be a nice uh, person to uh, round out this group and add uh, his perspective on things as we go through the conversation. You want to introduce yourself? Sure, Dr. Franchini. Um, I'm Mr. Keeles. I'm the principal at Averill Park High School. And you're right, I'm really here today just to kind of support the um, amazing stories of the students who are joining us today. We've got some incredibly special seniors coming up, uh, you know, in our class of uh, 2022. And so I'm just excited to be here to celebrate them today. So thanks for having us. Thank you for joining us. And in our cycle of things, we celebrate the class of 22 and you're working diligently on the 2022-2023 schedule as we speak, right? So the, the that cycle is very is much underway. That's uh, where he is right now, busily getting that done. So uh, back to our students. Next question for you is to kind of talk us through how your high school experience has been. What has it been like? What are you involved in, in terms of clubs or athletics, favorite courses, favorite teachers? Tell us a little bit about what it's been like these last few years at APHS. Let's, uh, we'll start with you, Nate. Go ahead. 
Well, I would say that uh, my high school experience so far has been nothing short of exemplary as far as academics, extracurriculars, including sports, clubs, and all that stuff goes. Um, I, uh, I, along with one of my friends, co-founded the Angler Club here. I've been loosely involved with Key Club over the last year. Not too much. Wish it could have been more. Um, I played two varsity sports. Um, but onto academics, I took project lead the way courses, which is a really cool thing that April park offers. And now I'm going to be attending RPI for engineering. So paid off. Great. Thank you, Nate. Uh, Thomas. Um, well, overall, I'd say, uh, other than COVID happening, uh, sophomore and junior year, I feel like my high school experience was, I mean, great. Uh, it was really fun. I feel like I've grown so much as a person um, from freshman year, definitely. Um, and all those four years, I've been playing golf and tennis for, um, uh, I played varsity the last three years for both teams. And I'm also a member of student council. I'm a co-representative with uh, Sophia Madelone, and I'm also a part of National Honor Society. Thank you. Uh, Sid, how about you? Um, along with the other two, yeah, I think my high school experiences has my high school experiences has been um, pretty wonderful. Um, I've been involved in girls tennis for three years now. Um, I'm president of International Club. Um, I was involved in Mr. AP this past spring, and um, I'm also a member of National Honor Society. Um, with academics, I think um, my favorite courses, um, the Human Brain with Mr. Reddy, was a wonderful class. Um, and current events with Mr. Smith was a really good one too. And I'm currently taking AP government with Mr. McPartland and that's an awesome class as well. Thank you, Sid. Alex, how about you? Yeah, I agree with what everyone has said. My high school experience has really been um, a really, um, really good and really tailored um, to me. I've really been able to explore more, um, whether that be in academics by taking different and challenging classes um, exploring our electives here um, or being as involved I was from um, ninth grade um, to 11th grade with the art program here. Um, shout out to some of my amazing teachers along the way. Um, I can't list them all, but um, Ms. Gregory, Mr. McPartland, Mr. Fairchild, Mr. Reddy, Mr. Brown definitely come to mind as people who have really shaped my experience here at the high school who have really um, helped motivate me to, um, for, um, to go on in certain areas and to um, ref like define my interests and find what I'm passionate about so that I can continue studying it in college next year. Outstanding, thank you. So Tom, we're gonna hop back to you. Uh, the current title holder of Mr. AP. Can you tell us a little bit about what that means? We have, I'm sure listeners who know very little about Mr. AP. So how would you describe it to them and uh, what that whole night and that whole event is about. Right. So, yeah, since um, before the event even took place, like beginning of this year, I mean, freshmen and sophomores, I think a lot of juniors, too, had absolutely zero idea what it was and that it even existed because we didn't have it. Or we had a very limited attendance last year and then it was uh, canceled my sophomore year. So I think um, this year definitely uh, helped to spread the word. A lot of people attended. Um, and for those who still don't know who it is or what it is, um, 
usually uh, 10 uh, guys are selected through, I think, just random draw. This year we only had eight, but um, it's a huge show uh, that's usually in the spring, and all the guys compete against each other. Some people call it a glorified beauty pageant, but uh, really it's just uh, a lot of different segments just to see who uh, best embodies the spirit of April Park. And there's also uh, each guy has an escort that helps them through the process, and uh, it's a really great experience. I was so glad to be a part of it. And what made you want to participate in this unique experience? And then maybe what was that experience like as you went through it? Um, well, I never actually got to see it when I was a freshman, and I heard that was a really great show. Um, but I always thought that, you know, I had definitely had a chance where I could win it as a freshman. I was like, okay, well, I'm a pretty talented guy, of course. I could go out there and do my thing. And even last year, I... I mentioned it in my act that I was a part of my friend's performance and he didn't win. So I was kind of out for vengeance. I was like, okay, I definitely got to win this year for my friend and for myself as well. Um, but the experience itself um, basically kind of starts like right as uh, the new year unfolds. Uh, we immediately start going into like dance practices and those where we had a couple before school, which was, uh, I don't know, I guess I learned the dances a little more, but those were a little, uh, little brutal but other than that by the time that we, uh, all the guys spent together and all the escorts we really uh became really close i remember like none of the guys would really talk to each other for at least the first month and a half of the actual show going on and then we um had a few more dance practices on the weekends and then we really came together and by the time rehearsals come came around like the last two weeks before the show it was a really tight-knit group of guys and it's honestly experience that i won't ever forget and my favorite memory that I'll have to say was um, right after everyone performed before the four, first eliminations, we were all uh, in our formal wear. We just were kind of in a group talking like, like, we don't really care who wins this. Like everyone already killed it on stage. We already performed super well. And everyone kind of wanted to avoid the question rounds anyway, because those are absolutely nerve wracking. But uh, everyone was like, yeah, I'm satisfied with how, I, how I've done. I'd be happy about it literally anyone winning. And that was honestly really heartwarming to me. And that just proves to you how it's such a great event and it brings senior guys together, that specific group. That's fantastic. It starts out as a competition. And as you go through it, it's those relationships that you built and that common shared experience that really is what is valued and remembered. Now, I got to ask you our next question. I've, I've heard bits and pieces of the stand-up routine um, I wasn't able to attend Mr. AP, but are you considering a future in stand-up comedy? Um, well, honestly, um, before I was even, like right when I was nominated for Mr. AP, I wasn't even considering doing stand-up. So considering in a couple months writing an entire routine and then memorizing it, I was like, hey, maybe this is something that I could do. Maybe in college, go to a couple open mics and just kind of see what happens. It's definitely not something that I want to consider as my main career goal right now, but I don't know. I think I consider myself a pretty funny guy, so it could work out in the end. <laughs> well, I, I heard it was fantastic. Mr. Keelis, any Mr. AP commentary from you? I will say I, I, I think Thomas should move in the direction of stand-up comedy. He did an excellent job with that. Um, but I'll also say just kind of generally speaking, 
you know, he's right. You know, at the beginning of this year, we were somewhat concerned that, you know, because of the gap in time that had occurred, that, you know, there was some potential that people weren't going to be too excited about Mr. AP or that it may not come out as well as it did. Um, this group did a super job. I mean, they did a beautiful job of just bringing this tradition back. Um, and this was actually one of the most outstanding versions of it that I've seen in like 12 years of being associated with Ithaca Park. So just really great job to you guys. You did a super, super job. Thank you. Nate, on to you. So as you mentioned, you received $180,000 in scholarship money for ROTC, which is amazing. How did you hear about that scholarship and what was the application process like? Can you talk people through that? Yes, I can. Um, the way that I found out about the scholarship is um, actually uh, a recruiter cold called my house. And I had about an hour long conversation with him. And then he convinced me to come into his office to talk. And during that visit in the office, he uh, was talking to me about how somebody who wanted to go to college like me could also uh, serve and have their student loans essentially paid for. And so it became very enticing for me. Uh, the application process was very extensive, at times very confusing, and definitely rigorous. Uh, I had to take a test called the ASVAB, which basically measured cognitive skills. I had to run a PFT, which was like a physical fitness test, and that was pretty grueling to train for and to carry out all sorts of stuff. I had to go to a thing called MEPS, which was in Albany, where I had to be deemed physically qualified, basically sort out any sort of ailments that I might have, underlying issues that basically they're trying to eliminate you from contention. And so I was able to get through all of that. And I think I worked pretty hard to be able to get this check. That's, uh, that's quite a process. Um... Is military service something that you've thought about at points during your time in high school or in your family, or is it totally new? Well, I have some extended family who served, actually no, no one in the Marines, which is where I will be in four years. But I had some extended family go, but I really started to get the idea uh, right when everybody got sent home from uh, school in March of 2020. And I started researching a little bit, but it really wasn't until that recruiter cold called my house that I really thought of it as a possibility. That's interesting. Um, now you talked a little bit about the requirements and the process of on the front end of getting the award. What about requirements that come with the scholarship itself now that you have it? And once you're enrolled, do you have to do some certain things during that time or after that time in terms of service? Yes. So uh, the first thing that I'll be doing is besides uh, PT, which is two uh, to three days a week right now, this summer I'll be attending something called NSI, which stands for New Student Indoctrination, where I will essentially be shipped out to Great Lakes, Illinois, for two, three, maybe four weeks. I'm not exactly sure. 
um, where I'll basically become accustomed to the traditions and uh, rigorous mental strain and physical strain that the ROTC program will put on me. Uh, but besides that, other requirements are uh, I have to PT with the NROTC program at RPI. RPI has a pooled program with Russell Sage College and Union College. Um, and that will be two to three times a week. And then over the summers, I'll spend about a month of each summer uh, uh, so somewhere for more training. And then afterwards, after college, I will serve for four years. I'll commission as an officer or a second lieutenant, I believe. Wow. That's uh, extremely rigorous and intensive and uh, impressive. Good luck with all of that. Alex and Sid, we're going to switch over to you. Uh, can you talk about at what point you realize that you might be in the top three in your graduating class? Quite an honor. Did you kind of see this coming somewhere along the way or when did you realize it? Um, I'm going to be honest, I didn't realize it until I got the sheet at the end of October. Um, I really, like, I think um, a lot of us have a lot of classes together. So I think we kind of suspected, like, who could possibly be in the top three or like the top 10, you know, but um, I didn't really expect the top three. And I didn't, I was very surprised pleasantly surprised, um, but definitely surprised when I saw the sheet, um, the transcript with my class rank. So, yeah, I agree with Sid. It was kind of like a cartoon moment. Like they came in um, during advisory to hand out our transcripts and looking up in the corner, just like the rankings and being like, like wiping your eyes and being like, wait, wait, what? Uh, it was like a very like at the moment um, kind of realization. Um, I think a lot of us, as Sid said, like, um, I known each other for a while. We know that we we all challenge ourselves. We all come in with like presentations that we've tried to put um, all our effort into. And so I think kind of like looking at it that way of like um, we had been thinking we think of academics more of like how we challenge ourselves, how we um, what we take away from academics and from our schooling um, to get that education. And it's nice when those grades um, do align with how much you've learned and how much you've taken away from it. Um, so it was a really nice, a really nice surprise in a way, um, especially since we have taken away so much from our education and put so much work into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, to, to have the success you've had academically is hard enough, but to think about juggling that academic responsibility with the extracurriculars that you've been engaged in, it becomes even more impressive. Can in the two of you talk about kind of what that was like balancing the academics with the extracurriculars, you know, time management and, and skill set and all those type of things that kind of went into you getting to this point of being a well-rounded student who also did very well academically. Um, I think. I'm not gonna lie, it was hard. Um, I think especially, you know, sophomore and junior year, those were the two like pretty difficult years last year, especially. Um, I think it's it was very important that like with extracurriculars like tennis and 
clubs um, and like anything else, um, it was important to like really enjoy it because, you know, at some points during the year, especially during sports seasons, like your free time is when you're playing your sport um, and that's the break that you get. And then you go home and you do whatever you need to do for school. So um, I think the most important thing for me was with tennis, like I um, played soccer forever before I started playing tennis sophomore year and um, making that switch was like super beneficial for me um, because I really started to actually enjoy going to practice, like everything involved with the season. I just loved it all. So that was like the most important thing for me, juggling academics uh, with extracurriculars. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. It's it's definitely um, a, a progress of like trying to figure out what lines up because it's not only like time management, but like passion management. Um, so I'm involved with a lot of the clubs here at the high school. Um, I have some officer positions in a few of them, um, such as Key Club, Webmasters, World of Difference. And outside of school, I'm active in um, Isabel School of Dance's competition team um, and the Sand Lake Center for the Arts. And so I think finding those passions like over the years and figuring out what I like from um, different parts of programs or clubs and um, academics um, and challenging yourself in all areas of kind of like finding what you like and what you can benefit from um, at the high school and the community beyond. Um, finding what you're passionate about, what really makes you want to like wake up in the morning and, and get up and get ready for um, art class. Oh, you, know, you have that piece going on today or something like that. Um, it's really important that you have that intrinsic value behind and then it kind of makes it kind of makes you want to work to make it fit more and to um, to have that that level of busyness um, is okay when you have something that you're really passionate and driven to do. Um, at that same time, a lot of like, especially senior year has been prioritizing and find, okay, so I'm passionate about this, like this broad range of things. How can I prioritize this so that those passions that I are like, I prioritize a little higher than others, I can put more time and effort in. And so I think it's a lot of like self-thought and it definitely changes over the years. I'm not involved with the same things I was freshman year as I am senior year. Some things have stayed consistent, but allowing yourself to change and define what works best for you is really beneficial and what helps you kind of fit, fit things in and make your education, your schooling and beyond um, more personalized, beneficial for yourself. That's great. Um, can the two of you talk about what your plans are for next year? Where, where, where's the next step in this journey? Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we need to decide where we're going to college in six days and I don't think yeah we're both not committed that. yet but we're we're yeah. closing in <laughs> yeah. um I'm currently deciding between um attending University of Rochester or Union College um I don't know which one but I'll figure it out in the next <laughs> six days um and I'm thinking of studying something with social science um either like political science maybe sociology maybe psychology um, something centered around that. I don't really know yet, but that's what I'm planning on figuring out in college. So, yeah, yeah, I am. I'm between um, Geneseo and Vassar College, um, both really um, awesome options. And I'm really excited to make my decision um, very soon. <laughs> but um, I'm planning on studying um, creative writing and psychology. Um, and I'm really interested to do some research in college about how um, 
psychology, um, neuroscience, and creativity intersect. I started a little something, a little project in, in health concerning that. Um, we had a passion project where we really got to open um, and research into something um, that we were passionate about. Um, and it really excited me for the opportunities in college of what I can do and what I can take, especially in interdisciplinary learning, which started here at the high school. Outstanding. Well, good luck the next uh, six days. I think what's interesting is counting it out. By the time this podcast drops, your decision will be made. So it'll be yeah. interesting. As people listen to this, it'll come out on Monday, May 2nd, I believe. We, uh, you might have an answer by then. So Yeah, so those who are listening, hopefully we pick well. <laughs> so getting back to the rest of the group, you know, there's two questions we <clears throat> kind of have always asked our students who are on the podcast. One is some form of what advice would you give to younger students or younger versions of yourself now that you have lived the K-12 experience and you're days and months away from graduating? And the second part is the, you know, every student, every day question we always ask. That's the name of our podcast. It's our mission statement. Our hashtag is something that we take a lot of pride in that our decisions are really uh, based on our students and how they're impacted each day. So I thought what we'd do is ask you to answer both of those questions. What advice would you give to younger students or younger versions of yourself? And what does every student every day mean to you? And we'll let you go, go around the room again and uh, we'll let Sid and Alex take a break since they went last. And Nate, why don't we start with you? Sure. All right. So advice to younger students entering the high school, I would say tailor your high school experience the way that you want it to go. Um, there's plenty of different programs and pathways here, uh, and you don't necessarily need to know exactly what you're going to do. Freshman year, I had no idea. I took a whole range of different classes and I kind of honed in on engineering, but just having that opportunity to be able to take those classes uh, allowed me to focus in on subject material that I'm going to be studying in college and allowed me to have a better high school experience because I, see, I went looking for those opportunities and I found them. And then what does every student every day mean to me? I would say, I think I gave the exact same response on the previous podcast that I was on, but it's all about outreach and how teachers, it seemed here, really want every student to excel both in the classroom and out of the classroom. That's great. Thank you, Nate. Appreciate that. Uh, Thomas, how about you? Advice? And what does every student every day mean to you? Um, I'd say for one piece of advice, kind of simple term is just do your homework. I've realized that as a student who is um, definitely not like Sid, Alex, and Frankie, but I'm in the top 20 in our class. And part of that is getting every homework assignment in. Usually it's just going to be a completion grade and that's going to really boost your grade a lot. And also doing homework, like really doing it, well, is basically just studying in itself for any test that you have. And it's just practice for your class and getting those uh, homeworks in really like disciplines you to 
for any other work like classwork and all that. And I think like for people that aren't good test takers, like that's something you really need to hone in on is getting homework in and making sure that you don't have to worry about late assignments by the end of the quarter and you're kind of stress-free. Like as long as you get your homework assignments in before they're due, it's it's not, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's a, it gets a little more simpler of a ride down high school if you just get those assignments in like I did. And also uh, every student every day. Um, I kind of have a similar answer to Nate where it's basically like every student I feel here, there's no one that's really left behind at all. I feel like there's, uh, we have a lot of clubs and just specific groups uh, in our school that tend to the needs of every single student and all of their interests. We have counselors and teachers and of course all of our classmates and peers that can help us through any tough time and really uh, get to know us and make sure that uh, our high school experience is going well. And I definitely found my group throughout high school that helped me if I needed anything, if I was feeling down. And I'm, I'm sure that a large majority of people in the high school can attest to that where they can definitely there's someone that they can rely on, whether it be a classmate or a counselor or a teacher or a coach. April Park uh, definitely doesn't fall short of having amazing people that can help you out. Great. Thank you, Thomas. Sid and Alex. We'll let Alex go first this time. Okay. So I, I think I'd say advice for um, future students. Um, I would say really to like take advantage of the opportunities here um, to make sure you're exploring as much as you can. Um, don't pin yourself down. Don't define yourself by something. Like I know sometimes um, when I was younger, I'd get in the mindset of just defining myself by what I like or what I was planning on majoring in college at the time or things like that. Um, and I'm glad I didn't really like let that last. And I really kind of like try to um, shirk off that kind of thinking because it really helps you to explore and um, take more classes and take more risks or whatnot in your academic learning. And that's a lot what high school is about, is about like finding what you're interested in um, and kind of defining the lines of who you are, but also leaving them hazy enough that you can fill them in um, later on in life and um, allow them to change a bit. Um, and so just take advantage of those opportunities, um, the closed doors as much as the open ones. I had a lot of things, even this year, I had, um, when I was planning my schedule for this year, I had some scheduling conflicts. Um, and so I was kind of bummed out that I didn't get to take um, some of the classes I wanted to. But it turned out that I got to take some amazing classes that really helped shape my what I'm planning on majoring in in college. So um, a lot of times you'll hear people say like, oh, um, like the like it works out how how it should or um, or it's going to work out later down the line. And if you really take advantage of that and kind of explore the opportunities here and don't um, close yourself down from those opportunities, don't shut doors um, for yourself. Um, then you will find a truly amazing and unique path, um, which leads into um, every student of every day. I really think that April Park does foster that environment of like unique education. Like when you walk out of here, you will you will have this um, exceptional schooling um, that you can apply to basically anywhere and in place. This idea of how to think, how to um, how to write, and this really um, exceptional. Um, schooling, but you'll also have this education that is formed by your clubs, your activities, the people that you're interacting with, 
the teachers of your classes, the um, staff in the hallways, that really gives you this personalized, unique, and tailored experience that has a place for everyone, as everyone has said before. But yeah. Um, I think uh, my one piece of advice would probably be um, try new things, you know, whether it's a class or a club or a sport that you haven't tried before or meeting a person, um, introducing yourself to someone that you think is cool or something like don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Um, and I definitely wish I did more of that throughout high school than I did. Um, but at the same time, don't stick around for things that don't feel good to you, whether it's a class or a sport or a club or a person, you know, um, there are plenty of opportunities here to find your way and find what is right for you. Um, so don't spend time doing things that don't feel right for you. Um, because you know yourself best out of anyone. So um, I would just say, do what feels good to you. Um, and I think every student every day, it's really just, it's focusing on the students, um, devotion to the students and really not letting anyone fall behind. Um, and I think Eva Park really just fosters an environment of opportunities for everyone. Um, giving attention to the people who need it. And um, that's in academics and like in like social and emotional relationships, like resources, like we have plenty of them here and we have a wonderful culture of just like helping one another out and being there and support and acceptance. And that's really wonderful. That's great. Thank you to all four of you. Those are great answers and I think very helpful for <clears throat> students who are listening or parents who are listening who have students at the younger levels and will be coming to the high school shortly. I think that's some really good advice and some really encouraging perspectives on uh, life in the high school. Mr. Keelish, you've been quiet. I didn't mean to not call on you for the last few moments. Anything you would like to add? No, I, I think the students that joined us today did a great job of really representing um, who they are and you know and, and what their experiences have been like at the high school. And I just want to say thank you to you guys for doing that great job. Um, you know, and just everyone should keep in mind that these guys represent a story that really encompasses an entire class full of students um, who are doing amazing things um, and going off to do amazing things in a million different directions next year. So we're going to be celebrating them as we move into the next couple of weeks in a lot of ways. So just keep in mind, we have our um, our annual Senior Awards Night this year, which will be on uh, Tuesday, June 7th at 6 p.m. That's going to be live again. So it'll be a great opportunity to recognize the accomplishments of our seniors. And in addition to that, um, I was put the first plug out there. You know, the commencement ceremony for the class of uh, 2022 is uh, coming up pretty soon. That's going to be on Thursday evening, June 23rd at 6 p.m. Um, I'm sorry, 6.30 p.m., and that's going to be at the uh, MVP Arena. So I've gotten a lot of emails. People keep asking about tickets. And Dr. Francini, one of the coolest things is with our new venue at the MVP Arena, we're not going to have any limits on how many people folks can bring to, to graduation. So we're really excited about that. So we have a lot of great things coming, and I want to say again congratulations to the students who joined us today because they've done some great things. Thank you. Yes, the MVP Arena, formerly known as the Times Union Center. Uh, we're excited to be going back there for our graduation after a great ceremony last year. Well, thank you to the four of you. I know you're very busy 
And we really appreciate you taking some time here to talk to our listeners about the great things that you are doing. And as uh, Mr. Keelish has said, the, the wonderful things that you represent from a really fantastic senior class. So appreciate your time and sharing these experiences with you. And really, congratulations on some amazing accomplishments. Uh, pretty cool stuff. So thank you and uh, have a great rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. See you next time on Every Student, Every Day. Thank you.